Hi guys, today's topic is relapsing. You've been binge free and now you binged and you feel like you failed. We're going to jump right into it and afterwards I'm going to tell you why I am talking about this topic today because it does have a reason. So the first thing is it doesn't mean you failed. 20 to 50% of the people who suffer with binge eating and other eating disorders, they quote-unquote relapse. Why are you so frustrated, sad, and feeling hopeless right now? You attach your old self to your new self right now. Because the emotions you feel right now are very much the same you felt when you last binged. Doesn't matter if your last pinch was two days ago. You still had a two-day streak that you were very proud of, that gave you hope, and now your hope is shattered. And also you feel like you fell from a higher pedestal, right? The fall of height is much bigger now because you accomplished to not binge or not to act on other toxic eating habits for some period of time, maybe shorter or longer, and you feel more destroyed now. The fall of height is bigger. A third piss told me back then that a binge is not a relapse and it is not associated with anything. It is just one single negative event. For alcoholics, on the other hand, if they start to drink again, because that is a substance-related addiction, there's a chain reaction. They will drink tomorrow, the day after, and so on. With binges, not a substance-related addiction. We're more so used to certain behaviors. We're not addicted to substances. That's a big difference. So therefore, the black and white thinking becomes even more useless, more so insanely invalid, because it is a fact that there's no chain reaction after a so-called quote-unquote binge. An alcoholic can think black and white. <laughs> They have to. They have to, which is... Insane. They can never drink alcohol again. If they do, they, they, they relapse. And that is what you actually call a relapse. Unavoidable. Drink alcohol, unavoidable, relapse. Black and white. So an alcoholic stays in the white area of not drinking, okay? To not get, get back into the black area. So instead of feeling indifferent and being like, oh, never mind. Now I will just binge the entire week. I don't care. Doesn't matter now, right? I failed. Or the other extreme, the other route of being like, oh, now I'm going to restrict. Diet is starting today. Insane calorie deficit whatsoever. You don't need to make up for it. You just need to get back on track. You know why? Because you didn't even see this negative single event as a relapse, quote unquote, Let's say we see this in many different colors and we ask ourselves all these different questions. We don't switch back to the black and white world. We ask ourselves, what was the trigger? Was it maybe physical hunger because I was restricting a lot? Was it emotional hunger? Am I aware of the fact that I've been binging for X amount of years, months? And so therefore my brain likes familiarity and it's very easy for my brain to go back to old negative coping mechanisms and habits. These are all a lot of different questions with a lot of different colors, a lot of different factors. 
we don't see it as a dark relapse. We see it as one thing that's influenced by a lot of things, consisting of a lot of different colors. Seriously, ask yourself these questions. It's important to differentiate between physical and emotional hunger there. Because maybe you didn't even break your emotional binge-free streak. Maybe you actually didn't binge in two days emotionally. And today you binge because you had just physical extreme hunger. And then you have to ask yourself, maybe was I restricting? Was I just at work all day? I didn't prepare any food? Was it maybe like organization that was lacking here? Like a lack of planning? So also here, again, it's not black and white. We can differentiate between the binges. A lot of different colors, again, not only black and white. So basically, we're going to feel very miserable when we attach the color black to this one single negative event and call it a relapse because, as I just told you, so much more goes into it and you're not your old self. You still worked hard on your binge-free streak and tomorrow is a new day and this saying is annoying everyone. <laughs> Imagine if we attached the black and white thinking to all areas of our lives. We're at the gym, we're like, Ugh, I'm not as strong as I want to be. I quit. Like what? That way we would not get anywhere in life. We would sit in the corner and be thinking only, not doing anything. So you have to be vulnerable again. A part of why you feel like you want to feel different about it, you just binged and you don't care about anything, you don't even want to try, is because you're scared of failing, quote-unquote, again. And I'm going to stop you right there and say, it's not failing. You have to be prepared for binges again. You go into recovery with the thought of, I know that I'm going to binge one day again. Probably. Not being like, oh, I will. But there's a possibility. Go into the recovery being vulnerable, knowing that, being like, I'm going to put my all into it, all of my energy, everything. I know that I might feel like I lost, which is not true because a binge is not a mistake. It's not a failure. It's just something that happens. It's part of the process. But you will still feel like you failed at times. That is a feeling of vulnerability. I can only recommend you the book Daring Gravely Have the Courage to Be Vulnerable Transforms the Way We Live, Love, Parent, and Lead by Brené Brown. That book really shows you vulnerability is strength. You can't have the love without the hate. You can't have the success without the quote-unquote failure. Know that each time you binge, though, you're doing it on a higher floor. So let's say you start on the bathroom floor in the basement, you binge. Then you're binge-free for like two days. You binge. But now you're on the first floor. And you're maybe actually sitting at a table. <laughs> you're moving to higher plateaus. Your brain still learned while you were binge-free to let go of the binging habit or other emotional hunger toxic habits. And each day you're binge-free, your brain is slowly starting to take another route. Now you're not turning right with your car to go to work. You're turning left today, starting to establish a new new route to get to work. Now, that metaphor is not the best. You can just pull up Google Maps and find a better way to work. With the brain and creating new routes, neuronal pathways, it takes a little bit longer. These neuronal pathways are basically 
the routes that the brain knows, for example, associating coming home and binging, these pathways are like the familiar route to work. You're in the driver's seat though. Imagine you're actually in your brain. (laughs) And this one neuronal pathway is like a really easy route. Not a lot of cars, not a lot of traffic. But your brain, your brain city, (laughs) is very difficult to drive in. And actually, you just got your driver's license and you don't really want to get into a lot of traffic. So you, you know, you stick to the old route that you know. Even though you know that there are more efficient ways to get to work. Routes with even less traffic. We just have to be vulnerable, put ourselves in this hard situation of, oh my god, I'm a beginner, I'm, I just got my driver's license, I don't know. If I, I might get into a crash with all this traffic around, it's really hard to break out of the, this one route, but I know I can do it. Hi, editing Melody here. I know this metaphor didn't make a lot of sense. I didn't realize it in the moment. Why would a way that's easier make, make it more hard to get to work? That makes no sense. We just act like it's super hard to find this easy route to work, okay? It doesn't make sense, I know. But I feel like you get the point. I hope so, at least. We will see a lot of the city also if we take another route. We will see beautiful alleys, beautiful forests, parts we've never seen of a city. By trying to be binge-free and recover in an unrestrictive way, we will see insane success and we will be so proud of ourselves. We will see sides of life that we've never seen before. I can't even put into words how great and freeing it is to be binge-free. There was one negative single event that I wanted to discuss though, and that is the reason for why I actually made this episode about quote-unquote relapses. Trigger warning, it will include purging. So as you know, as I talked about in one of my last episodes on here, I mean, I'm binge-free. I got over my binge eating disorder. I did slide into a new eating disorder though started with me counting calories, getting obsessive with it, being very restrictive. And that led me to binge two days ago. I was coming into my friend's apartment and I was seeing all of this candy and I was like, oh my God. You know, I set myself the goal to kind of let go of the calorie counting. So I was like, okay, I'm going to participate in eating this because actually this looks really good. And obviously when you're restricting... Candy looks even better to you, you know. I was actually really feeling my insulin level spiking. I wanted more, I wanted more, I wanted more. I was eating, you know, I was participating in snacking, which is normal, okay? It is normal. I could have just stopped right there. Then I remembered I live upstairs. Yes, my best friend lives in the apartment under me. That is such a privilege. So after everyone went home, I went home And I remembered, ugh, these cinnamon rolls. So I ate them. And the thing is, what led me to this binge really was the restriction that was going on. It was not out of a place of, oh, I'm a quote-unquote binge eater again. Okay? That is a habit I let go of. In fact, actually, I also had cookies there. And instead of binging on the whole package of cookies also like I would have done back then, I still have cookies now. So the package is still there. Afterwards, I threw up a little bit. And 
that is just a new part of a new eating disorder habit, I guess. I don't want to slide into this purging thing at all. I was just so confused and I felt like my world was destroyed. I was in the black and white state. I was, I couldn't even sleep. I was thinking about how to compensate for it. And then also I was thinking about, oh my God, what if this will happen again? Because, you know, you all of a sudden get this out of control feeling back. You feel like you're not in control, but you're still in the driver's seat, okay? There's no chain reaction following. Now I say that uh, two days after and I'm in a much more clear headspace, but the last, even yesterday, so the day after I binged, was not the best day and I was feeling very irrational and very down, very frustrated, hopeless. So I'm here and I get it, what you're going through, but also see how I was now asking myself all these questions and I reflected on that situation. That is so important to not just be like, Ugh, I binged. A binge is, there, there are different kinds of binges, as I said, you know? So on the next episodes, I will always talk a little bit about my recovery. That is not really so much binge eating recovery, but more so restrictive diet recovery or whatever you want to call it. I don't really have a name for it right now and I don't want to put a name on it. I don't think that that will make anything better. Sometimes it's just better to not put a name on it, not identify with it and move on. And I'm really working on that recovery now. And for 2022, I will definitely um, set myself up to little challenges again to get over this eating disorder and stop calorie counting and all of that. So I hope some of these tips helped you. And yeah, I feel like I've said everything, to be very honest. We're all in this together. Have a good day. See you next Sunday for another episode of Ice Cubes and Peppers. I'm Melody, your host. Have a good Sunday.